Hello and welcome to this week's edition of Hitting the Headlines with me, the headline maker, Kurt Cooper. And this week's show is going to be another belter with one of the upcoming prospects at Titanic Wrestling, Catchman Mills. So before I bring him in, I'd just like to say again a big, big thanks to everybody that's been uh, interacting with me on Twitter, especially Instagram this week, off the back of the last couple of uh, podcasts. I've uh, been getting some good feedback from you, got a lot of interaction with you. These are answering my questions, which is stuff that I love. I, you know, I'm doing this podcast, uh, you know, to to keep some of the uh, the people involved in Northern Irish wrestling entertained in the loosest sense of the word. Uh, so to be getting as much feedback and such positivity, despite, you know, some of the things that uh, I showed up on uh, on Instagram the other night there, it's been good to get uh to feel that you know I'm creating something for the community here without being too big-headed. But without further ado, let's go on to hitting the headlines. And this week, I am joined by Catchman Mills. So coming from a man that's got two Ks in his name to a man that is all about the 10Ks, Catchman Mills is on with us. Are you all right there, fella? How you doing this evening? Just waiting on the audio connecting there. So I was just giving Alan the the big intro there and his audio looks to be a bit bamboozled. Hello, can you hear me? I can hear you now. Ah, nice one, nice one. How's it going, Chris? Uh, not too bad at all, uh, Catchman. Not too bad. How has your week been so far? You've been blasting out those ten k's like a madman. Oh yes, yes, yes. Hit my uh, my personal best uh, last night. Just uh, keep pushing. It's, uh, it's great. <laughs> ah, what about stuff, yourself? Uh, any exercise? How's my exercise going? Uh, it's going very badly at the moment. I. Yeah. For, the, for anybody that follows me on Instagram and Twitter and whatnot, I decided just uh, randomly on Sunday morning to go and run a 5k in aid of uh, Northern Ireland Chest Heart and Stoke. It's a company that in my, my real job I've been doing a, a good bit of work with uh, and I forgot all about uh, their charity run this weekend that I said that I would do. So Sunday morning went and blasted out a, a 5k raising uh, £240 in the process uh, and I'm still feeling the after effects of it because I haven't been doing any prep for it. Uh, so, you know, I, I, what, what, what tips would, yeah. would you advise, you know, if I was to go out and do another 5k at some point this week, what would be your, your top tips there, Catchman? Uh, definitely uh, stretch, stretch out those muscles. Um, also, uh, keep consistent. You know, uh, there's, there is times where I've woken up in the mornings and I feel completely ruined. And I don't, <laughs> it's the last thing I want to do, you know. So I would say uh, just push for it. Get the good motivation. Uh, I, I myself, I like to listen to a fellow called David Goggins. So if you're looking for uh, sort of workout motivation, he is my go-to source. Probably not recommend it for everyone because you get a bit nasty on it. But uh, <laughs> um, yeah, definitely the motivation, good stretching, and uh, just just keep it consistent is probably good stuff. So so getting the reps up. Keeping the reps going is, is your main advice there. And that's what we're doing this week as we delve right into the headlines exactly. of uh, of world wrestling. 
Now, usually, you know, that when I was doing it, uh, doing the first one of these podcasts, I was trying to do as much as I could about Northern Irish wrestling, but with no Northern Irish wrestling to talk about, we are kind of forced to talk about the, the bigger things in the wrestling world. And it doesn't come much bigger than the big show, and he is the focus of our first headline this week, uh, which is, and this is going to sound awful probably, first headline this week is, well, well then, uh, it'll be probably on the night as the Damn big it. show joins all elite wrestling as a commentator on their new Dark Elevation YouTube show. Now, Mills, last time you were on the podcast, you were waxing lyrical about the big show show on Netflix and how wholesome that was. That's but right. With uh, the, the man formerly mm-hmm. known as the Big Show, the man formerly known as the Giant, now moving from Netflix to TNT. What are your thoughts on him making that massive move? To be fair, uh, it's bittersweet for me. Uh, uh, I think we're going to lose the Big Show show. Like, you know, it's gone. Uh, but we do get to see more uh, Paul White in a, in a wrestling environment. And I think that's going to be great for the brand. It is, uh, AEW is my favorite wrestling uh, show to watch at the moment. Mm-hmm. So just to have a nice, uh, I'm going to presume a bite-sized sort of TV show that you can consume. And he's on there. Uh, it, it's going to be fantastic. I'm, I'm super hyped for it. I, uh, I know that uh, he was going through a bit of a financial difficulty mm-hmm. as well before he, uh, he signed on there. So I feel like it's the right move for him. He, he did what he had to do. I've just got every respect in the world for him. Uh, so he's, yet, he's yet another man who has taken his time and sort of jumping over to AEW, you know, the All Elite Wrestling, uh, for the, all its goodness, and we discussed that a couple of weeks ago in the pod, you know, they are, have been very good at bringing in uh, guys from other companies, particularly WWE, but with the older guys, they tend to have more than just, you know, uh, a physical uh, job for them, you know, Jake the Snake Roberts, he's been a really good mouthpiece for uh, for Lance Archer. Uh, oh, yeah. Host of other guys have come in as well. Do you think that it is just going to be mainly commentary that uh, that Paul White's going to be doing, or do you think there's going to be some sort of in-ring role that he's going to be, be bringing to that show? Um, I feel like uh, he'll get, uh, of course, he signed on for the commentary, and I... Uh, I hope to see him, if he's used in a wrestling capacity, apparently. I would like to see this fella be used as sort of like an Andre the Giant figure. You know, he came in when necessary. He threw someone about and people paid money to see that, you know. Like, uh, that's just all you need from him. You don't need to overexpose him like uh, WWE did. And then he just lost all meaning. This is, mm-hmm. uh, the, the guy is in tremendous shape. Uh, he's massive. He is just an absolute spectacle. To, yeah, to look at, you know, it's uh, it's like when you see Tron in yeah. uh, in the Titanic shows, you see him compared to like just normal sized people, and you're just like, oh Jesus, you know. <laughs> do you think that's uh, maybe so been one of the? If they do use him, no, I was just going to say, do you think that's been one of the the reasons why he hasn't been used so frequently over the last couple of years because a lot of the guys uh, that have been circulating around WWE. Maybe haven't been as big, you know, like say your Daniel Bryan's, your Finn Balor's, guys like that that have got all the, the wrestling skills, all the wrestling charisma in the world, but they don't have that size, yeah. that that look that we're so used to from, you know, back in the day when when Paul White was literally and figuratively massive. Yeah, well, yeah, um, 
to be fair, like uh, if you if you are if you know what's what uh, around WWE, you know it's just, it comes down to one guy that books you. It doesn't matter. It doesn't seem to matter uh, really what the audience perceives you as. It's just how Vince wants to to use you, and we all just know that Vince loves big sweaty men. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah. <laughs> And, and obviously that it's like that, but uh, that is. You you were mentioning there about how uh, how Paul White is in such good nick as well at this at this stage in his career. Uh, yeah. Do you think that he maybe feels himself that he's got unfinished business in the ring that perhaps Vince McMahon or the WWE system weren't willing to let him do, where AEW might give him that opportunity, especially now that they've brought in Shaq, who. Big Show and him have had a bit of a, a dalliance in the past. Oh, yes. with. Yeah, yeah, there, there is absolute money to be made there, which is fantastic. Um, and yeah, like I can't even tell you what his last match was. Like for such a guy or such a figure to just uh, just whimper away like that um, with no no farewell. Like he he deserved like a retirement match sort of stipulation mm-hmm. on a big stage. And I just don't don't think he ever got that moment. Like, if it was yourself, would you not want, you know, that, that go-home re- wrestling match if it was going to be your last one instead of just disappearing off with, with no mention think, to I the think, audience? I think it depends on how the how the, the split up from WWE has been handled. Because obviously it wasn't, that too, it wasn't too long ago that it was on the, the Stone Cold Steve Austin uh, podcast uh, on the WWE Network. You know, he was talking about how you know he, he felt his career was winding down. He was trying to do more Hollywood things. He was going playing Dungeons and Dragons in basements with Vince Vaughn and and loads of Hollywood bigwigs and stuff like that. So it seemed from that, you know, from that podcast, that he maybe was you know at the tail end of his career. But obviously, moving over to to all elite wrestling, maybe with a, a wee bit of a a, a fire under them, I suppose, because I think. There's been reports in uh, yeah. the dark sheets and whatnot about how he was unhappy with how he was handled during WWE Legends Night, his angle way with Andy Orton and that kind of thing. So, it's, you know, we can only speculate, yeah. but maybe, you know, the relationship with Vince has just soured so much. He's just been like, nah, um, I'll just cut my ties and I'll, I'll, go to, uh, I'll go to Jacksonville. Yeah, I could be. I honestly think uh, it was a money thing for him. Um... I know off the back of uh, well coming to the end of COVID or, or during, like WWE have been very stingy with their contracts from what I hear in the, mm-hmm. the pipeline. Um, so I just think he he knew that uh, he was worth a lot more than what they were offering him, and uh, whatever AEW was going to offer him, um, he was happy with that, and that that was probably the, the main driving force for that decision. I don't think it was anything to do with booking because you've had that guy being booked in. Mad, mad stuff. Like, do you not remember uh, that New Year's one where he's in a giant nappy in a top hat? Yeah. Like, the guy doesn't have that embarrassment filter. You know, he doesn't mind. I just think it was honestly, uh, I, I know what I'm worth and I'm going to go get it because this is what I'm worth. You know, thank you, but no, thank you to WWE. And what, what do you think his overall legacy in WWE would be? Do you think it would be the likes of his, of him coming in during the Attitude Eva and whatnot? Uh, or do you think it's more probably going to people are mostly going to remember them for teaming up with Chris Jericho uh, when they did the Jerry Show uh, tag team? What do you think his his defining moment in WWE would have been? 
you know, it sounds really bad, but even when I was sort of reading uh, the Facebook news and you could just see what people were commenting, I think it was the fact that uh, he's had so many face and heel turns. Yeah. <laughs> um, I personally don't think that's a, a bad thing because this guy did a tremendous job of just being this nice, happy-go-lucky, giant uh, fella, as you see in the big show show, and then he can turn. And that was just so captivating. Like, that fact that he could just pull that off. Um, of course, when it does get into its double digits of, like, when he's turning and stuff, uh, it got a bit steel and predictable, and that was just became his thing. But I honestly feel like his ability to just sort of zigzag out of his heel and face persona will be his most defining uh, overall moment or moment. Awesome stuff, awesome stuff. So we wish Paul White all the very best as he goes on to AEW. And if he's gone there for the money, that's a nice segue into what we're going to talk about next when Mr. Money in the Bank, the Miz, cashed in at Elimination Chamber. And this headline is a Miz take or a Miz ing. It looks better written down. It, it does. Uh, but yeah, after the... the, the it got a pop out of me. The, after the shocking end, at least it's popping someday. After the, the shocking end uh, at Elimination Chamber on Sunday night, Mr. Money in the Bank is now the WWE champion. But will he be a transitional champion, uh, Catchman? Or will he still be standing at kind of medium height with the belt at WrestleMania? Um, thing is with uh, with Miz, I really respect him as a performer. I really do. Uh, I think he deserves that uh, the position he's in anyway. Mm-hmm. People, a lot of people think, nah, uh, I don't like him. But that's the thing. Like uh, he's a heel. <laughs> he has one of the most punchable faces. His attitude is just. Uh, and like he is so good at his job, I'm just like I don't, I don't want to see this guy on my TV. Can just someone get him off? So when that face comes in and uh, sorts him out, you know, it's, he he makes that moment. He is making those guys look amazing. You want the guy in that position. I I do feel like it's going to be a transitional thing, just based on like uh, where it's WrestleMania. You just, they want that big happy moment where mm-hmm. uh, someone's going to come in and just you know get the t- title ship and it's just going to be a big happy go home moment uh, but uh, I-, I hope to see more of him as a champion because uh, if you've read uh, any of the social medias it is it's peeving a lot of people off yeah I must I must admit you know um, watched it the other night as inevitable as it seemed that he was going to cash in just the way that the, the show was building the other night I just uh, mm-hmm. they would have been, in my opinion they would have been as well keeping the money in the bank on Otis. If they're just going to use it as a transitional thing, <clears throat> they would have been as well just keeping the belt on Otis, have him cash in on whoever at the time, have him hold it for the night or the week or whatever, have him lose it to move on to the next stage. Yeah. Because uh, I don't think... Yeah. That, <clears throat> I, I certainly don't think the WrestleMania plans at the moment, given what's been happening between him and Bad Bunny and Damien Priest, I think that's probably where the Miz is going to end up oh. at WrestleMania, purely because it's going to give Priest the rub. Bad Bunny's the hottest thing in, in music at the moment, regardless of whether you like him or not. So latching the Miz onto him <laughs> yeah. can only call it, can only be a, a good thing from a 
from a wider perspective on there. But I just don't I, I don't see Miz as he is at yeah. the moment as being a credible threat to the likes of a Drew McIntyre or indeed a Bobby Lashley or a returning Brock Lesnar or the Braun Strowman's coming into the title picture or anything like that. You know, we, we, we spoke a wee bit earlier on about the, yeah. the amount of guys that are a lot smaller than the big show. Everyone else that is possibly yeah. competing for the WWE Championship, but maybe with the exception of AJ Styles, you're looking at a guy that's, you know, 6'4", 6'5", absolutely jacked, unbelievable as, as yeah. a WWE Champion. But with them is as good as he is in the mic, as much as you want to punch him in the face, as much as he's put the, the graft in, I just I, I, I just don't feel it. just don't feel it at all. Yeah, that, that is, uh, that's a very fair point. Um, it's just... Uh, I, I also don't get why they, they took that off Otis. I think Otis needed it more. But uh, I just... I just feel like uh, it just sort of adds to uh, that criticism that WWE have that uh, there just seems to be no thought for the long term. It's just what can we do now in here mm-hmm. to just just interest people? I just just hot shot various things about. Um, it is unfortunate, but um, you know he he's been put in that situation. If that was you, you're not going to decline uh, decline that. You're you're going to if you're you're a Miz, of course. You know you just want to jump right on that and make the uh, the best possible product that uh, you possibly can, and that's what he's doing, and I have uh, every respect for him. The only thing that uh, that did annoy me was, I don't know if you've seen it, but the video package before the Elimination Chamber, and uh, I was just uh, watching it. I don't watch a lot of WWE products. It's just uh, just the big stuff, mm-hmm. so I wasn't too clued in. But uh, the very last image was Miz holding the money in the bank, and I'm just thinking... Yeah, that's ruined. That he's coming out with the money in the bank and he's <laughs> cashing in. But uh, it's just no surprise anymore. Which it just really annoyed me. Uh, that was the only sort of criticism I had uh, about uh, that whole that whole match. Uh, well, it sort of just really annoyed me. Just, but that's not the performer's fault. Yeah, I mean the the good thing that it has brought about is it's put Bobby Lashley, who has been an absolute tear this part of the hot business over the last six months, it's put him bang into the title contention here. And again, you know, with the way that that built up, you know, obviously Miz promised him the title shot if he would, you know, do him the favour there. But if, but again, I, I don't know if yeah. it's just fantasy booking or, or whatnot, I would be going to Bobby Lashley and saying, look, if you do this for me and I become champion, <clears throat> I'll give you the main event spot against me at Mania. That would, that would be the bigger sell because that way, yeah. you know, it's pissing off the fans even more because it's it's taken Drew out of the equation for WrestleMania. It means that The Miz has got like what, yeah. two months to have all sorts of shenanigans as well, because obviously he needs to defend the belt within 30 days, but they could have a match as such, and Miz could make last, you know, Miz could have had some sort of stipulation where he has the match, but he makes Lashley lie down to him, which increases the, the heat on him. You know that thing, because, you know, Lashley wants mm-hmm. that WrestleMania moment. So much they could have done with that instead of just being like, Right, I'll give you give you it next week in Raw where Miz is probably going to lose it and then we're going to get Lashley and McIntyre at Mania, possibly with Brock coming in there as well. Yeah. I just think, again, just my opinion. Yeah. Just my opinion. Who am I? Who am I to have an opinion? But that, that's just how that's, I thought it should have went me, Yeah, yeah I, that to me, that sounds a lot better than, like, like not even, it's not a fact of, uh, at this point, 
what's going to happen. It's just we know it's going to happen. You know, we know that Lashley, he's designed to be a transitional champion. You can just see through it all. And I would just like a bit of uh, continuity with the product, really, in my, uh, just my opinion. Like, uh, I mean, the, big, the biggest surprise of all could be that they don't take it off Miz, and Miz does end up going to Mania as champion and comes out of Mania as champion and holds it for a while. But then, yeah. as I say, all, all the people that, that could potentially be champion are much bigger, much harder, much more athletic, much more hard-hitting. And I think throughout Drew McIntyre's uh, reign as champion as well, you know, we've got used to seeing big horse fights, you know, big meaty men battering each other uh, for all those, uh, for the mm-hmm. title on there. Uh, but we're not necessarily going to get that with, uh, with the Miz. You still there, Val? <clears throat> Hello? All right. They just yeah. cut out there, though. Yeah, yeah, just just lost connection. Uh, I have the worst internet possible. It's my. Ah, sorry, it was happening with Oculus last week as well. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I'll do, I'll make a wee break here, and then I'll just ask you for your final thoughts on on the Miz becoming champion. All right. So, with, with that said, Alan, what what would your final thoughts be on uh, on the Miz being the the face, being the the flag bearer for the WWE Championship at this time? Um, all for it. The guy, uh, he's probably one of the most consistent performers for the brand, whether you like it or not. He has been for years. Uh, he's on the hustle. Uh, he's been in the grind. Um, and I, I honestly couldn't think of someone uh, in a more worthy spot. You know, he, he's, uh, he's very entertaining, whether is it for uh, you like him or uh, you hate him factor. Uh, so I'll uh, yeah, yeah, really happy. I hope he uh, he got a nice surprise and uh, he continues on. Maybe we get Maurice back. That would be cool to see. But uh, yeah, pretty much. Uh, I hope to see more of him as champion because it uh, annoys people and uh, I feed off that. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff. Well, one person that I would like to possibly see take the, the belt off them is in the future, if he is still champion by the time it comes around, is a man we're going to discuss in the next headline. And that headline is... End of an era. Adam Cole leaves the NXT boy uh, NXT fanboys crying like a baby after following up his brutalization of Kyle O'Reilly by Rochambeau and Roddy right in the balls. So I know you mentioned uh, a few minutes ago, Al, that you you don't watch a lot of the WWE products, but are you aware of what's been going on yes. down in NXT with Undisputed Era? Um, it was a big headline, so I did check in. I've looked at a few clips. Um, so I am relatively blind. Um, I just uh, was a put over one thing that that boy has a a really nice super kick. Yeah, uh, it's almost flawless. It's <laughs> it's a thing. It's a, he's just he's uh, carved that into an art form. Um, I did note uh, your, your boy Pyle O'Reilly, like amazing promo, like. Mm. He, in terms of just yeah, as a talker, is 
he's above some of the boys on the uh, the main roster. It, um, it's uncanny, like the passion uh, and his voice. You know, it, it doesn't feel like he's uh, reading from a script. He's this is him talking, mm-hmm. and this is actually him is how he would react organically to these situations, which is great for that immersion factor. So um, it's good that um, with the split of uh, Adam Cole, uh, we're going to get to see more of him possibly and uh, more focus on him as he's just taken away because yeah. Adam Cole is, of course, uh, a phenomenal star. Um, so I think it's going to be, uh, I think it was about time anyway. It was, was it uh, 403 days that boy was champion, wasn't it? Uh, something along those lines, yeah. I mean, he's been, he's arguably yeah, the, like, the best guy that NXT have had that's never moved up to the main roster yet. Uh, and I think yeah. that the, the implosion of Undisputed Era had to happen at some point, and the way that they're doing it, uh, I, I think the, the way it's yeah. pattern out is really good. Just Adam Cole just being an absolute dick, uh, you know, breaking up his, his band of brothers. Yeah. That uh, brain buster on the, on the steps last week that caused all the controversy with Kyle O'Reilly getting stitched out and whatnot looked absolutely brutal. And then this week, uh, he's face-to-face yeah. with Roddy. They're both on their knees in the ring consoling each other and then just as they're getting up poof, right in the nutsack just yeah. absolutely destroyed it I mean I, I don't know where Bobby Fish is during all this uh, I know that he's out injured but you know I'm, I assume that they'll get him involved at some point uh, for the for the official breakup yeah. but the only place that I can see uh, Adam Cole moving once the implosion is complete is up to the main roster it's just where does he end up going is it Raw is it Smackdown yeah. who knows yeah, yeah. I'm hoping I'm hoping uh, he's. Got, I don't know. He's got like a raw sort of feeling to him. So, like I know that uh, that's probably the more favorable brand to go to for for whatever reason. Mm. Um, but uh, I, I just I don't know. I've got a feeling that uh, he's going to be he's raw bound. Um, what do you think? Smackdown or, or raw for him? I think purely for the because he's more of a wrestler. Than an entertainer, I think SmackDown would maybe be the better fit for them. But again, I think it all depends on yeah. what's happening with the, the Peacock stuff with WWE as well. Because obviously there's chat that if I think Fastlane is the the first event that's going to be on Peacock in the States when the WWE Network moves to that streaming service. Yeah. And there's talk that Brock Lesnar is coming to that. But if they're putting SmackDown or Raw on Peacock as well, they need something else to to elevate the, the brand or something to get people tuned in. And I think that would be the time to bring uh, Cole up, unless they leave it till the night after WrestleMania. But yeah. again, if, it depends if there's going to be fans, because I think if if fans were going to be in attendance for the the Raw after Mania, then that would that would blow the roof off. That would absolutely blow the roof off if yeah. if Cole was in that. Yeah, uh, same way uh, Rhea Ripley. Um, yeah. I uh, love her; like she is uh, fantastic. What a what a gimmick! What a what a worker! You know, it's just uh, very captivating when I when I'm uh, watching. There's very few that uh, on that brand um, that I'm just like enamored with. But uh, I just seen that she got a video package that's just sort of coming, and of course, I'm hyped that uh, I'm hyped that she's on her way to RAW. But uh, you also you know it's happening. Sort of like Adam Cole, you know he's coming, and it's just like where's the surprise element? You know, of course, uh, if we do get a crowd, they're going to make up for it because that uh, that crowd after after WrestleMania is just fantastic. Like, 
It is, and I think that that's something that really lacked uh, last year. Uh, after the Drew had won his uh, won his belt, he didn't get that you know that, yeah. that coming out party as such uh, that uh, that anybody else would have got in any other year. And I know that there's going to be some sort of thing yeah. involved in Mania, but whether that goes into the law the following night or not, because I think the you know Adam Cole debuting on either SmackDown or Raw, it needs to be in front of people. Because you need to have the, the Adam yeah. Cole, baby. You need to have that. Otherwise, it, it just it, it, it could fall apart. It could fall apart quite easily. But do you think that once he does get up onto the main roster, do you think that Vince or whoever's running, whoever's writing SmackDown and Raw, do you think they will do him good? Do you think they will do him right? Where they failed with the likes of Keith Lee and anybody else that they've got up recently? Probably, uh, they're probably going to do um, a very, uh, I was going to say, it's not that they do a bad job with people, it's not that they do a good job with people, but I find it uh, very mediocre. Um, it's just, he's going to come on, they're probably going to push him strong because of his, uh, his reputation from uh, his indie days, from NXT. He's got a minor push, and then after that, I think he just, is going to join the the mid card shuffle because it's not that uh, he isn't the main event status guy because in my mind he absolutely is you know he's mm-hmm. phenomenal um, but I just think that that's just the standard now um, it's just a, a cycle that you're, you're just doing to, to go into and you just sort of join the wheel um, because I just I don't see him as uh, something that Vince is going to take to but hopefully I'm wrong. I uh, would like to see him push the women. Yeah, I, I, I would as well. You know, he's <clears throat> he's phenomenally ta- talented. He deserves to be on a bigger platform, and I just hope that NXT isn't the the nadir for him. Now, before we go into the next section of the the podcast, this is usually where I would have a sponsor uh, to give out, but I don't really have a sponsor. It's more of a a, a PSA uh, this week on the the podcast. And that is, if, if you are someone that's involved in the Northern Irish and the Irish and the Scottish, the UK, the worldwide wrestling industry, just don't be a dick. You know, it's dead easy to do. Just don't be a dick. If you're, you know, making people's life hell on social media who are going out of their way to do a good job and making sure that when we get back to proper wrestling and back to events, that things are safe, that things are going to be done in the correct way, try to put everything that's come out over the last year behind us and move on in a positive manner. Don't be the dick. Just don't don't be the guy or the girl that's going out there causing havoc, stirring shit up and making people not want to come back and watch and take part and be a part of the community that, that we love. So that's <clears throat> no no funny sponsor this week. You know, uh, I'd say just don't be a dick. And I know that I'm a hypocrite in that as well. If you listened last week, I was a wee bit off with Rocky Star, you know, the, the interview was going really well last week <clears throat> and then it just kind of took a wee bit of a turn uh, towards the end and I apologised profusely for Rocky, you know, a lot of the points he made were very salient about how, you know, I'm pretty much a nobody in the wrestling world, I, 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 you know, I've, I've had a handful of matches, you know, I've done nothing in the, the industry, I'm just a loudmouth, all that kind of thing and, you know, he, he made a, a mention about, you know, uh, I'm a guy that's only two matches and I've got my own merch and stuff and how that's, you know, 
it shouldn't be that way. And as a wrestler, he's probably right. As a wrestler, you know, I've, I'm probably thinking above my station having more merch and stuff. But as a podcaster, I can do whatever the fuck I want. So if you want to buy any merch, uh, like this T-shirt here, like this hoodie you can see up here, or anything else that I've had made, just slide into the DMs. I'll do you a good wee deal. As I say, as a wrestler, probably don't deserve it. As a podcaster, you guys are listening. Support local wrestling. Support local wrestling podcasters. If you fancy throwing a five or so my way for that T-shirt, my DMs are open. Anyway, we'll move on to the next bit. In fact, actually, as we move on to the next bit, we just need to say a quick uh, RIP and of condolences to Josephus, also known as the question mark from NWA Power. Uh, he sadly uh, passed away uh, of uh, an illness. Uh, that's as much as I know so far. He passed away. It was announced today. Uh, he was a big part of making the most recent run of NWA Power quite fun and entertaining. You know, the, the, you know, it was an outlandish gimmick just coming out with a big question mark on him, uh, doing the karate uh, with uh, with uh, Damien Sandow, whatever his, his NWA name is, Arvin, Arvin something. Rex. Was it Arvin Rex? I think so. That rings a bell, but uh, I hope it is Rex. Yeah, Iron Rex, I think. Iron Rex. Cool. 80% anyway, on that. We, we pass on of condolences. Obviously, it's, it's horrible to hear that uh, another part of the wrestling community has passed away so young. But uh, we, we wish his family and all that the best if, if they're listening. And if they're not, we still do. We still do. Anyway, so we're going to move on to the final section of the show, which is called And Finally. And this week's And Finally is... Where are we? Lost my sheet here. Well, in fact, before we get into And Finally, actually, we did have a couple of questions for you uh, that came through on Instagram uh, from a couple right. of the listeners. Uh, now, one of those questions you kind of alluded to earlier on, right at the very beginning, uh, a question came in from uh, Stevie Robinson. And he was asking you what, in fact, I'll bring it up here. It was to do with the running. Uh, I'll just bring it up. You can see that I'm prepared here. Is it, it was something to do with running anyway. Uh, what, I think it was, uh, what, what would you recommend as the best trainers for going running in? Trainers? Um, let's see. Um, I believe that uh, you cannot skimp out on a good pair of running shoes. So uh, Nike Air Max are mm -hmm. probably the uh, a nice pair. You know, um, one thing that I did was I bought cheapy, cheapy uh, running shoes, like entry level ones from Decathlon. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's just really wrecked my ankles. <laughs> um, and you will feel it. Um, so yeah, don't skimp out whatever you do. There's so many good brands out there. Uh, just just make sure you pay a good amount of money because uh, the quality will will follow. So, um, yeah, yeah, don't don't skip out on them. Even uh, if you feel like they're only going to last you for six months, I promise you it is worth it. If you if you stay consistent and you look after those ankles, because uh, they will they will look after your results. Good stuff, good stuff. Uh, the other question that Stevie yeah. asked was, uh, who would what would be your top three dream matches? Or what would be the top three, three matches you would book in Northern Irish wrestling? And then Glenn Smith also got in touch uh, to ask uh, who would be your dream opponent in Northern Irish wrestling as well. Okay. Uh, top three matches in Northern Ireland. 
I would like to see JDP versus Tron. Mm-hmm. I uh, I would very much like to, to see that. Uh, I've never actually got to see it uh, like if they have worked together. I uh, came into the wrestling scene uh, quite late, so I've missed uh, a lot of good stuff. Um, I would also enjoy seeing I would enjoy seeing yourself versus Rocky Star after that fiasco. I would like to see what he would. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't know if that would be many people. That would be very matches, But you know, I. I. Uh, yeah, uh, I, would, I would. I would. I'd be down for that. I'd be down for that. Yeah. 100%. I would like to see what he would do to you. Not more uh, of the performance. I just think that <laughs> he can be a very scary man. Um, just to sort of see what he had in store for you would be very entertaining for me. Um, and uh, I guess I would like to see also. I would like to see anything from my boy Eli Fox. Mm-hmm. Now, he's only had one friend of the show match, as I'm aware. Friend of the show, yes. Um, lethal promo, hard ass worker. Um, all respect for him, and I just, I would just want to see for me what he can do in a ring. Uh, I think uh, very good to see. I think it would be a learning experience for myself. The guy, uh, if you've ever talked to him about wrestling, he's just—he is—he's uh, amazing. Like he's someone—he's someone I can personally go to, bounce ideas off. Um, he works hard for it, and I really want to see him uh, wrestle something, just one-on-one. <laughs> I just want to see—I uh, just want to see his style. I just want to see uh, what he would do. I just want to see uh, if he'll be a heel or a face. You know, I would just—I uh, would just like to see. Um, I think with those promos, he's got. To be, I, I know him personally. Got to be a, be a wee, yeah. wee bad fella. Yeah. Wee bad to that. Wee bad to that school. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what about yourself? Who would who would your ideal match be against? You know, at this uh, this time, you know, if you could pick anybody from the from the NI or even the Irish scene, uh, who would be your your dream opponent? Irish scene. Um, I would like to fight uh, Tron. Um, I like giants. There's just. <laughs> I, uh, I I have fantasy booked myself fighting Sean for, for years now. <laughs> um, every time uh, I'm watching a show with uh, my family, I'm always trying, I'm going to fight him one day. Watch it. They're just like, no, you know, he's going to kill you. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> definitely, if you ask anyone, uh, ask JDP um, about uh, my history at Sean, he'll, he'll, uh, he'll probably tell you to go away because I don't want to repeat it again. <laughs> I have been... Uh, uh, mentally booking it and trying to gun for that, uh, that position um, myself for a while now. There you go. Good stuff, man. Good stuff. I, I like that you know you're you're going for the the biggest, meanest, tallest uh, guy to take out. You know, big big trees need to get chopped down by someone, and and the catchman may well be the man to do it. Now we'll now get into that, and mm-hmm. finally uh, to wrap things up here. And this week, and finally, is based around a tweet that went out last night. 
After Mick Foley accidentally tagged an MP from Cowden Beef, of all places, in a tweet that was meant for All Elite Wrestling, what's the most embarrassing or what's your favourite case of mistaken identity that you've ever experienced, whether through wrestling or in real life there, Catchman? Uh, no. Besides, I don't really uh, have a, a good story to tell, if I'm being honest. I used to be, uh, free, all the way through high school, they used to, I used to get mistaken, or not mistaken, but uh, just people used to be like, oh, you look like uh, you have a tenant. <laughs> so uh, my, my, my nickname in high school was Dr. Who. Um, <laughs> And I, that just kept finding you inside telephone boxes, doing dodgy stuff. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I love uh, I love cupboards, uh, telephone boxes, any any enclosed areas. I'm quite agoraphobic. Uh, that's what I think attracts you to wrestling when you're in that ring. <laughs> uh, I like to feel secure. Good stuff. Well, again, I, I need to take this uh, opportunity as well to. Uh, well, just going to say, I need to take an opportunity to apologise to a friend of Titanic Wrestling, Ricky Knox, uh, who, for whatever reason, I do not know why, for the first two months that I knew Ricky, uh, I was calling him Ryan all the time. And I was wondering why he was never responding to me calling him Ryan, or it just seemed a bit standoffish any time I was talking to him. And it was because I was calling him the wrong bloody name uh, for so long as well. And I remember as well when, uh, when Titanic first started up, uh, I remember uh, one of the first uh, sessions that we had, uh, there was a guy uh, that was uh, was fairly new to it. I'd not, never met him before and I was I was tussling with him. Uh, and actually, I, I thought he's, again, I was calling him the wrong name. I thought his name was Alistair or something like that. But all I remember about him, like, I don't remember seeing him since, <laughs> but all I remember about him was he had these awful tattoos. I can see, you know, you've obviously got, got a wee bit of art history behind you there with, with your background and whatnot. But these guys' tattoos, honestly, yeah. they were the, the worst, worst things I've ever seen. You know, they just looked not not they say, but you know, if if you if you sit in your left hand, it feels like somebody else is doing it. It looks like that's what he was doing. Like I don't know if he'd been designed yeah. his own tattoos or whatnot, but they were just absolutely horrible, horrible tattoos. But I just cannot remember. I see, I was just calling the wrong name all the time. <laughs> what was that? Other designs are there? What, uh, what sort of stuff was uh, was on the, the was, legs? There was like a thing, I don't know if you remember, uh, salad fingers. Like it was a Disney like they pick cartoon kind of thing. There was one that looked like that. There was this like really, yeah. really kind of like knockoff, like Johnny Bravo looking thing as well. Uh, just on his legs, because he had me in like a head scissors thing. So I got a close up of them. And it just, I don't know. I know that they say like sometimes with tattoo artists you need to practice in an orange or something to get better at it, but this guy just seems like he just went fuck that and just just went straight for it. Do you remember them? I can't I can't remember the few of them. Uh, yeah. Oh, uh, do you think there was uh, wasn't there like a a red flower and a snake as well below that uh, uh, that Johnny Bravo wasn't there? It could have been, I. That sounds, sounds familiar. I just remember it being a, a blur because yeah. it was like my face, but also just looking like a blur in general as well. Do you remember the guy? <laughs> yeah, yeah, really. Uh... Yeah, he was, a, he was a dick, wasn't he? What do you just... think of him? Well, I'd say I was only there a, a couple of times. You know, when he came in, he had this big beard. He looked very hipster, very, 
you know, I, I know you're the vegan. I know you're the vegan, but he looked he looked like a, a vegan, if you know what I mean. He just looked say uh, he was he just just could not take to the boy at all. And as I say, because I was forgetting his name all the time, uh, I think that made things even worse. Yeah. What do you what do you think of that? Is that uh look familiar? You see you see that? Uh, look at that. Oh, aye. Did you just go to the same guy? Yeah, uh, no. Uh, I, I mean, I, I mean, obviously, obviously you know, but you're that in the background, you've, you've, you've got a lot better at it by the by the look of it, you know, uh, by, by your pictures in the, the, the background there. So, you know, I don't know, was that like way back at the start when you were? I'll, I'll just stop digging. I'll, I'll just stop digging. No. I'll just stop digging. You know, that, you that edge is going to be very significant. Yeah, yeah, I do cover-ups. Because um, like, I, I get I get this, this wee arrow thing done uh, a couple of years back, but it's nothing like what I wanted it to be. Like, is, is that something that you think that you'd be able to do something with? I can... Uh... I can put a nice big prick on it if you want. <sighs> Look. Hey. Uh, cool. I should probably end it here then. Uh, thanks. Thanks very much to, to Catchman Mills uh, for, for being my guest on this week's Hitting the Headlines. Thank you. Uh, and if I can manage to go a week without offending anyone. We'll be back next week. Cheers.